Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Same as you. Welcome to the Bureau of Citizen Detectives, the officially unofficial podcast for Yellow Jackets on Showtime. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking Season 2, Episode 5, Two Truths and Another Truth. No, Two Truths and a Lie. Uh, Aaron, how do you feel about this episode? I, 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 I continue to love this show. We were talking pre-show. You are talking about how one um, the, the signature aspects of the show makes it very hard to recap the fact that everything is so fragmented. Like, you never can get, like, a narrative train going. It's like... 45 mm-hmm. seconds in 1996 and then 45 seconds in 2023 and it just keeps on kind of jumping back and forth but like i was like halfway through this scene this this episode and i was recapping it in my, to myself and i'm like man i i've stopped noticing like it's like it it doesn't feel like i'm jumping back it feels like i'm being told this this cohesive narrative and i was kind of like impressed by like usually when like these two timeline things happen uh, it's happening or like you know, we've got like um, actions divided by some region like uh, in Lord of the Rings, you know, when we follow Frodo and Sam and we go away from Legolas, Aragorn and Gimli for a while. I tend to hate that stuff. Um, like recently sharp objects. I love that series, but I found that really that that's one thing that annoyed me because I always liked one timeline better and I wanted to jump back to that one. The other was kind of like that, you know, felt like I was killing time. It's, it's, I don't feel like that way at all in Yellow Jackets, and I'm just so impressed that this continues to be the case. Um, yeah, no, yeah, I, do, I, re- I really like a really good job, like uh, integrating the themes of the two timelines pretty well. Um, that, that's the thing that keeps me engaged is like when I'm flashing back to something in 1996, I'm thinking about how it relates to what I'm seeing in the future. Yeah, and they do, day, I guess they do a good job of um, having the girls conversations like inform different things like uh, mm-hmm. Akila talks to Ty about meaningless rituals and how they give you the illusion of control in a situation where you fundamentally don't have any. And uh, when I when I was was watching that a second time through and like taking my notes, like I was really impressed by that because it's like Ty is looking for a reason to get in deeper into the Lottie cult, right? She she mm-hmm. she naturally is more of a Shauna type. She's skeptical. She's a Nat type. She doesn't want to do this crap, and she knows it's kind of a thin thing for Van. You know, it's like well, I'm just doing it for my you know happy wife, happy happy life kind of uh, philosophy. But this gives her the kind of thing of like, oh, this is, yeah, okay. So this is a way for me to understand and get in deeper without, you know, kind of compromising my values. And I'm like, that's, I don't know, it's just a really neat conversation for these two girls to have. And it explains a lot of why Ty can, you know, like all the reasons Ty is going along with this. Um, I, mm-hmm. I just, I again, I continued, I I continue to be very impressed, uh, and I forget that I'm kind of somewhat on my guard for this show turning into a total lost uh, X-Files type of deal 
what are you how are you feeling like getting towards the middle of season two how, how, how do you think that they're balancing this stuff oh i think they're still balancing it really well um it's it's it, they keep playing the same card which so far has worked out pretty well for them which is are they seeing a thing that is real or are they seeing something that's only happening in their mind uh, and you see that with like the antler queen shadow with Taisa this week um, right or, or sorry not with Taisa with Lottie this week um and, and several other instances so I I yeah I'm, I'm I'm happy with the way the show is going so far I think this episode is a bit of a bridge episode this is this doesn't have the big massive reveal at the end like a lot of the Yellow Jackets episodes do. This is more like set up for the big things that are going to happen next week. Um, and and I'm trying to figure out like exactly where we are in time because the opening shots of this episode show kind of a thaw happening and I don't know if that's a supernatural thaw, if that's a temporary thaw, if that is you know just unseasonably warm weather or we're coming out of the winter season uh, it's hard to tell, but it does seem like they jump forward quite a bit because Shauna is very pregnant. Yeah, she's very pregnant, but there was a couple other things that made me think that not much time had passed at all. Um, Hobby? Hobby not talking? And them yeah. still trying to get him to talk? That wouldn't happen months later, right? Right. <laughs> like, well, Hobby just doesn't talk. There's a couple other things in there too, but like, yeah, the, the, it feels like, and, and sometimes shows try to pull a fast one and have their cake and eat it too, and that's fine. I don't mind, you know. Mm-hmm. But I did notice that it felt like time was moving both too fast and too slow. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what Shauna's baby belly looked like last episode, and it might have been hidden. They, they might not have shown it. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, even in this episode, when she's moving around, when she's got that big, you know, Letterman's jacket on, it's like not every scene does it look like. I, I remember there's one scene mm-hmm. in particular where I'm like, holy fuck, she looks as big as a house. She could go at any time. And then, like, five, five minutes later, she goes into labor. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Yeah, but it could be that like, you know, because I I keep on jumping between are we in the dead of winter, the end of winter, there's the thawing thing, but also Uh the big, you know, big fell winter wind blows, but shit, that happens in the real world. Like, we're going through one right now in the Midwest. We had 90 degree weather last week, and now we're going to dip back into the freezing for it because it's, you know, spring comes and fits and starts uh, Mm -hmm. where you have winter. Um so it, it's it's tough and then also the show could be fucking with us the show could be doing multiple yeah. timelines the show could have uh you know i don't know a neutron star buried in his mountain that's warping time <laughs> I, it's it, <laughs> uh-huh. who knows yeah totally uh so i don't know I, I like the episode i'm eager to see what comes of the uh seed that it's planted what roots grow from that um for the next episode we'll see mm gonna have one seed come to fruition next week it looks like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. jeff seed jeff's <laughs> rotten seed Randy's the wilderness baby seed. what Make- becomes of the wilderness baby does it just go straight to the crock pot uh-huh yeah <laughs> shoots it across the room right into the crock pot they cut the right cord to the crock pot and start cooking uh all right maybe we should get into the recap yeah we should we need to hide this body We'll be right back after this. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The lady in the tree is watching you. Welcome back to more Yellow Jackets. We start off in the current day. We get to see Van's life before Thaisa comes back into it. She's stocking tapes at her video store, and she's educating the youth, Aaron. The youth don't know about VHS. Uh, then Ty shows up and immediately passes out? I guess. Yeah. Yeah, she uh she collapses on on the door the the van's doorstep essentially. Uh, I I want to do a quick reality check because I, I I there surely are not early twenty somethings that do not know what a VHS tape is. Like those people cannot exist. It's not been long enough. Yeah, I think this is just a joke. But on the other hand, DVDs came out like. In 97, 98 was like when, and that's been 25 years now. Like if they, you know, their parents are early adopters and their whole family got VHS to fuck out. But like, you just think, I just think there's like, what do you've never gone to a vacation home and there wasn't an old VHS, but you haven't been to your grandparents and there's no VHS. It's never gone to a yard sale, a thrift store. You've never gone to like, but between the time you were one and five you never went to a walmart remember seeing them on the shelves like there's uh yeah like i just thought the two kids that are like are you you're saying there's movies in these rectangles we're like okay come on come on i understand i'm old and i'm banging rocks together and i'm making sound and video here but come on yeah uh could i have a i have another question for you could a vhs store survive in the middle of ohio in 2023 uh the smallest of small towns maybe it does look like she's doing that kind of like comic book slash game store thing where she's also running half a hot topic out of it and you can get like band t-shirts burial masks and black sabbath t-shirts and maybe the latest uh get, get a pack of magic the gathering cards and She's also doing, or, or, or maybe this is all lost leader for vig, uh, digital transcription or um, digitizing service. Okay, yeah, she's putting all this stuff online. She's running the biggest uh, torrent site, like <laughs> old wedding video torrent site on the internet. Uh, I, I she's just clearly know that... not successful. So, so I guess the answer whoa, whether whoa, whoa. you believe what do you mean that this... she's clearly not successful? It's all these bill collection notices, right? All those letters yeah, are but... just bill collections. <laughs> I, I I was like, is that just because she's disorganized? Or is it because she's having a hard time paying paying the rent? Yeah, you're, you're probably I mean, right. I it's, assume she's having a hard time. Uh, yeah. So I I think like whether you think you know Van's doing it or not, she's not doing it successfully. I don't know if well, you can. here's the thing. The, the real difference, because like people are like, well, you know, vinyl came back. Surely VHS came. The thing is. Vinyl's got some things going for it. It 
does sound pretty good if you've got a good vinyl record, you know, and it sounds like okay. different in a in a in a positive way. Usually people listening to vinyl, listening to hi-fi systems, you got the big format mm-hmm. artwork, you got the liner notes, you've got the you know, the fact that these kind of stay around forever, like as long as they're not warped or something, if you find something in a yard sale that looks like it's in good shape, it's going to play like it's in good shape. VHS was just terrible. It's a terrible format. Oh, yeah. It's like shit. It's barely capable of standard de- definition. If a magnet looks at it funny, you'll lose the whole thing. They can get stretched. They can break. They can get warbly out of sync. Like there's no like nobody's going to ever like come from a Blu-ray and pop in a VHS and be like, oh, my God, this is such a warmer picture. I can nope. see the grain. I love seeing the tracking errors. It's just no one. No one's going to say that in the way that you can get nostalgic for like a popping and hissing on a, on a hi-fi set. I, mm-hmm. I, yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. VHS is a bad format, uh, but it was the best we had, you know, it was the, the cheapest, best thing you could have in 1990, let's say. Well, also like someone pointed this out on the, uh, the yellow jacket subreddit that it's also intrinsic to her character because as we previously discussed, DVDs literally came out while they were in the Canadian wilderness, the Rockies. So mm-hmm. there's this kind of like um, this fans is a rejecting to a, a past yeah. before all this bad shit happened to her. She's rejecting modernity, embracing tradition, and it's probably and I think she all about looks like super happy doing this. Right? Like you see her interfacing with the the. The, these kids who walk in who've never seen a VHS tape and then this other girl who walks in, she seems like she's in her element in this store yeah. having a great time. Her, her If you ignore the oxy stuff that happens later in this episode, mm. which I know you can't fully, right? It's part of her character. But she seems like this is what she would want to be doing if none of that shit ever happened. And that oxy stuff might damn have person. other. It might be about something. It might be. It might not be something that she is just abusing all the time. It might be. It does seem like there's something about these girls getting together and shit going going wrong. Yeah. But yeah. Van Van seems if you if you ignore the collection bills, she seems extraordinarily well kept. You know, she seems healthy, uh-huh. happy. Her house is cute and clean, and it's the second floor of her beloved VHS store. Like. Yeah. Is she stress eating in this scene? What is with the the donut that she like looks at funny and then puts down? Just like I don't know, a middle-aged woman trying to watch her weight. Yeah, yeah, totally, but like I I I felt like a combination of those bills that come in and this junk food that she's like trying to resist tells uh, me that like she's super stressed out and she's trying be. to make the right choices but it's not easy right now. And then Ty's going to come back and fuck everything up. Oh, well, that's almost certain. I I thought it was more of just like a uh, showing a relatively normal middle-aged woman. She's single. Like, it's telling us a lot of things. It seems like she's single. It seems like she's going. Like, she's got it's it's she's got concerns and cares, but they're normal concerns and cares, not like (laughs) evil Uh coming out of the woods and stuff like that. But maybe she she didn't seem stressed or bothered in anything, even by the bills. It's just kind of like, yeah, whatever, I'll get to them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, there are a lot of videotapes here that you see. You can't go through every one, but um, one of the movies called Dark Sanity, I thought was interesting in its description where it says a woman with psychic visions moves into a house where someone was decapitated and realizes her visions are her of her own future. 
we see people having psychic potential, potentially psychic visions in this show. I'm sure that's just of a theme. I don't know if like Van's going to start having psychic visions of her future. Uh, but Lottie certainly seems to be having something akin to that. Yeah, seems to be. Uh, here's the other thing that I forgot to talk about when we were talking about VHS. I love the fact that video rental stores, if you remember, used to rent out technology that was like so new that most people didn't have it. Like video game systems, they'd rent out like the Super Nintendo a week after it came out or whatever. Yeah. Now she is renting out technology that is so old most people don't have it, right? Like renting out VCRs to play these VHS tapes. I'm just like, ah, here, here's the thing. In 2023, especially since it seemed like this wasn't a whole bunch of old people who are like Luddites, it seemed like there's a bunch of young people discovering the glory of VHS for the first time. Mm-hmm. Why would you ever? What? Like, it, it, it maybe you've got a kindly lesbian that's, that's willing to guide you through 90s cinema, and that's, you rent a couple tapes from her because you appreciate her service, but like, holy shit. If you if you if you decided you love Posey Parker and you want to go on a Posey Parker fest, I hate to tell you, there is a rectangle in your pocket that will tell you everything she's ever played in and with links that you can watch it right now. Mm-hmm. Or you can wait for the kindly lesbian to wake up at her fucking VHS store and go in the next day and rent it, I suppose, but you can watch it right now. Um I feel like that's yeah. that's a hard that's 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 a hard pitch to beat, it turns out. The immediate oh, gratification. Yeah. That that convenience is is tough to compete with. Uh you know, it doesn't have the social aspect. She's looking for the social aspect, and you know, we we've lost that totally. We've lost the social thread. This is true. This is true. Yeah. Maybe it's a it's a it's a state of mind they're trying to achieve at while you were streaming. Yeah. Plus, you got to think she's got a room in the back to smoke weed or something, right? <laughs> yes. There's a chamber to the corruption of the youth. Yeah, there's got to be. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Anyway. It's the only way it's place to stay in business. Uh-huh. Uh, I should probably move on here. It's 1996. 97, maybe? I, I'm not sure. I'm just going to keep calling 96. We've potentially jumped ahead sometime. It's it's pretty melty out there in the wilderness. Ty isn't sleepwalking anymore, which she attributes to Lottie's group prayer sessions that she's been attending. And Shauna is very pregnant and unsettled by the prayer sessions because they're mostly focused on her baby. Uh, That's another indication that time has passed, right? Like if it's been three days, Ty doesn't come down and doesn't go to Shauna and be like, for the first time in my whole life, I'm sleeping the night through, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The next day, after she sleeps one night, through. Right, yeah. Lottie. I, hey, I'm not saying Lottie's got a miracle cure, but like I, you know, it's it's it seems crazy. But some time has definitely passed because Van is leaving her alone too, right? Like Van untied herself and just kind of went. See, down I to thought the that session. was just her getting ready for morning worship. You know, it's not like she's like, well, uh-huh. it's the date. The 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 dawn is broke. I'm got up and I got purpose, and it's it's gotcha. not. Yeah, it's it's not like she is leaving her untied during the night. It's but may I don't know, maybe you are right. Well, yeah, she wouldn't still be wearing the rope probably if if it was like fans just leaving her unattended the entire time. Oh, yeah, no, I think I think yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's another good question. Yeah, like why is 
why is Ty still getting all tied up and then Van's like as soon as she t- you know at midnight like get the fuck off this wrist you're cured you yeah <laughs> just in yeah. case I don't know yeah so yeah I, I don't mm. has it been has it been two days or three weeks I don't know or well, three it can't months. be too long because like they haven't eaten anybody else that I can tell and they, they haven't didn't gotten find any, food. any food during that hunt right they're so. still obsessing about bear meat the uh, that seems like the the mouse the nugget is still a new thing you know mm-hmm, we got a name mm-hmm. for the map but so like maybe we're just we just missed the bed the the baby belly yeah it totally could be uh ha- let me ask you this how is travis shaving is he still using the same razor he landed with maybe he's just one of those like you know he's one of those dudes that are just smooth just a smooth dude all right just, he's just, just a yeah. smooth dude He's got some uh, uh, non-zero amount of Native American blood in him and uh, like Hispanic, Native, South American blood. So like, and I feel like those people tend to be smoother anyway. When's the last time you saw a a Native American with a big big beard, big bushy beard? Uh, I can't recall. Couldn't tell you. Smooth cheeks. Smooth cheeks. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Well, he's here in the wind. Is that is that anything interesting? Like the wind's going to come up later in this episode, pretty strong. I mean, yeah, yeah, this is the thing. It's like this is pretty basic presence training that you would be like. This is something you would teach a teenager that is having uh, mood instability issues. Like this is a cell. This is a way that can you know if you're spiraling to connect yourself into uh, your own body. You know, like what are you feeling? What are you hearing? uh what 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 can you smell uh you know what are the things you can see about your room like this is very this isn't like really spiritual it's very Mm -hmm. clinical but the girls are using it as if it is some kind of like ritual with meaning and purpose yeah um Uh, and then lottie here during this prayer session is kind of Sean is going to give a little bit of voice to this later, but Lottie is setting herself up as the de facto mother, or I guess maybe just spiritual mother of this child, even before it's born, which is disturbing. I can understand why Shauna is very dismayed at this. And like I said, this is where it stops feeling clinical. Like up to this point, mm-hmm. this could be any support group at the end. They're doing some kind of grounding and the group leaders like, oh, now we all feel connected to each other. We can take that connection into our lives. And she's taking it into this is going to keep us protected. It's going to help us go through the winter. It's going to enable us to welcome a new life into our. Tra-. It's she starts going, mm-hmm. you know, into the purple cult land. So, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that progresses. I am very yeah, I like because all this ends up in them hunting girls into in, through the woods and eating them, wearing elaborate uh-huh. animal costumes. <laughs> so like, how do we get from? Oh right, I I last time I went to intensive uh, outpatient therapy, we did this to. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, go back to current day with Callie bowling with uh, let's call him Jay. He's still going by that. She makes him uh, bet to kiss him if she gets a strike, but he backs out when she does. And while he's in the bathroom, she discovers his real name, searches it online, and finds out that he's a cop. Uh, Patented granny roll, man. Works every time. Every time. You don't even have to be a hustler to get this to work. 
Uh, if you're bad at bowling, <laughs> just granny roll it. Where do they keep these super cool, brightly lit bowling alleys that have live music consisting of a girl grunge band thrashing? Uh, this On seems like. Sets. Yeah, I was going to say, this seems like something also hermetically sealed from 1996. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a, a really good connection between uh, Callie and Shauna. You know, there was the thing that um, Adam said about her hustling him, and Jay says the same thing about Callie here that she sexually hustled him um mm-hmm. and uh the i i i i feel like my theory about the the investigation against shauna is going to all turn into a bust because of jay's impetuousness in terms of cali is even stronger after this week i thought it was in mm-hmm. danger because i'm like oh she's just going to use it to blow smoke and the investigation is going to be wa- waved off but like I guess my latest wrinkle is now I think it's going the investigation is going to be blown up and Jay might lose his job. But what's the other cop's name? Kevin. It's Kevin. But Kevin, because of this condom situation, it's going to be it, he's never going to be able to let it go. He's never going to be able to okay. dismiss this stuff as just coincidence. Mm-hmm. So, like, the, I think season two's big reveal is like this will all be put onto the shelf because of. Uh, Matt's uh, Syracuse's um, uh, malfeasance here with a minor, but mm-hmm. like it's going to make Kevin maximally suspect it, and that's going to be the big the big uh, threat for season three. Yeah, I can see that. Makes Let sense. me down for some internet points. Uh, let's go back to 1996. The girls are trying to get Javi to talk to him. He won't say a word, and Travis just says, eh, "I'll talk when he's ready." Uh, Nat invites Travis on a hunting trip, but he turns her down. He's We'll see later. He's still kind of pissed. Uh, Akila is still feeding her mouse. And it, it. Is there anything you want to say about those scenes before we talk about the real part of this scene that's uh, important? No, there's this new new yellow jacket, or the uh, yellow jacket has gotten a name in the cast now. Melissa is one of the ones that's talking to. Um, is is with the group trying to um, get Javi to talk, so I just want to put that out hmm. that uh, they're okay. they're starting to you know like Crystal and uh, um, Aquila and Melissa seem to be the the new well I don't know about Crystal now but uh huh <laughs> yeah she's uh, not around anymore. There's these sh- shadowy yellow jackets that have been kind of like skulking around the margins and we're as as we're as we're killing girls we're they're they're like yep. shark's teeth are popping up to be replaced. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, so let's talk about the second half of this scene where Crystal and Misty talk about who they want at their celebrity slumber party. Uh Misty chooses Jack Kevorkian, which is so Misty. Um then Crystal chooses the lowest card and has to empty the shit bucket. Important note here there is a shit bucket. There is a shit bucket. What? Some people, I saw some people trying to square the circle by saying that the outhouse, they keep the bucket in the outhouse. But like the whole point of an outhouse is you have an enormous bucket in the ground. Uh-huh. But I, the thing is, here's the thing. If you have 20 people using an outhouse, it's going to overwhelm that facility. There's not enough okay. time yeah. for the, the biological processes to kind of break that down and smoosh it down and, and make the pit toilet last. It's not just it's just <laughs> not going to happen. So 
So you think it's gonna be exhausted? it's gonna be like a portalette at a con have you ever been to a concert? Sure, like a really, really long concert festival, and like yeah. you, you go into one and like, oh my god, what is that mound? What mm-hmm. is that come it's it's that kind of situation. You know. Uh it's it's not like it's not like the pit toilet goes all the way to the center of the earth and it gets vaporized by lava, okay? Sure, sure. So uh, I'm guessing the shit bucket is in the outhouse. Okay. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, well, well, if the toilet is filled, if, if the, the outhouse is filled, there, there's probably like crime scene investigation tape around it and saying like, don't go in here, right? True. So the bucket's probably just somewhere else. Mm. I don't know where they're keeping the bucket. It's not clear. Uh, I yeah. have a question, a mystery question to ask you. All right. Is it possible that Mari is is uh, dirty dealing these chores? It's totally possible, yeah. Because it seems like the unpopular girls are drawing the dookie bucket and there was a little malicious smile when mm-hmm. Mari dealt the two of spades I, I i i instantly suspected that she is been fucking with the unpopular girls yeah which sucks right. uh yeah it does suck and it you know it tells them that they're not as uh integrated into this group as they want to think they are mm. misty you know talking about this transponder later is gonna you know say how all of that is to say how like wanted she felt for the first time Mm -hmm. man that only lasted until coach's leg got chopped off and healed right Mm -hmm. now everybody's like fuck misty again yeah we need you to carry the shit bucket yep um the jack kevorkian stuff i like especially in this episode because jack kevorkian if you don't know if let's say you're under the age of 25 uh was a guy who helped people commit suicide essentially he was a a guy who assisted them in death very controversial figure as you might suspect um was in and out of legal trouble all the time yep and i think it relates nicely with what happens to crystal because misty doesn't really push crystal but she's not unconnected to her death either Ah. right so there's a little bit of like an assisted suicide type thing here or an assisted murder. I don't know yeah. that's the thing. I don't know if this is an ethically assisted suicide. I, I, <laughs> right, right. That's interesting. I thought it was just giving spice to the, um, you know, Misty. Is she using old people's death as cover? Is she causing old people's death? Sure. You know, is she is is does she just think that someone's better off dead and she act on that? Uh-huh. Uh and, and you know, yeah. when when Walter later in the episode confronts her with thinking she had murdered Adam, she's like, Oh, you think I could murder? She probably wouldn't view assisting someone for a death that they maybe didn't ask for as murder, right? Somebody fucked up like her might think, Well, I'm just doing what they can't do themselves or are unwilling to face or something. One thing that um, Crystal said that's kind of fucked with me as I've been thinking about it and the implications is she says, you know, because as, as as we'll talk about after she discloses that she destroyed the transponder, um, she tries to play it off as like, oh, I got you good. You're that's that's a real joke. And Crystal mm-hmm. said, you're not that good of an actress. And I've I've tried to reevaluate things like because obviously Christina Ricci is a really good actress Mm -hmm. and like I'm trying to think in her performances are there times when she's deliberately acting theatrical like when she's explaining Adam's mother and her connection to that where it's like 
knowing Misty as I do, that feels like a false performance and a transparently false performance. Do you think that there mm. that that there is something in the nuance of the performance where when she is lying that she turns into a bit of a bad actor? Or was that hmm. just Crystal being bitchy? And and uh yeah, whether you're a good actor or not, it's I imagine when you're uh, when you're acting to try to save your life or reputation, it's uh yeah, when you're yeah. caught off guard by the need to act maybe. Um yeah. as she is in the Adam situation uh with Walter as she is here. Yeah, maybe maybe it's a case of like when she when the acting when the stage is under her control, I guess. She right. might be a very good actor. Mm-hmm. Although we've I, like everything she's done even in current day feels to me like an act, you know, it it never Especially feels when, like she's a genuine, just weirdo. It always feels like she is putting some act on. Especially when it's about like a connection with another human being, because yes. like it doesn't feel like she cares so much about her friends is that she's anxious that uh-huh. they're not under her control, which is not the same thing. Totally, yeah. Like, she'll like, well, be found out for the weirdo she is at any moment, and they'll hate her again, right? Or they'll abandon her, or, mm-hmm. or, or like, oh my god, what, what if they're off, what if they're all out, and they're talking about me, and they're putting their story, yeah, it's like, that's, it's, it's, it's anxiety about how she's being perceived, and it's not, oh, I'm really worried about Nat, I'm really worried about Shauna, I'm really worried about Ty, right. it's more like, they're not, they're not pieces under my control. So, like, anytime I see her try to make a human connection it feels it feels false and fake it feels like she's acting uh-huh and the people around her um who are sort of the targets of that they seem to just take it in stride they they think she's weird but they never call her on like hey you're you're you don't mean anything you're saying here right it's tough because like the person that would be in a position to to call it would because like her friends do like Shauna and Ty and uh, and and Nat at, at at to various degrees do tell her you're full of shit leave me alone get out of my face uh-huh. like Walter yeah. who clearly is he's clearly into her for something he's the one that's kind of like but he's but they they did they did portray him as if he was genuinely fooled by her performance. So it wasn't until he went back and actually researched her claims that he revealed the truth. So yeah, I don't know. he's I just, also a liar, right? Uh, true. He, his only goal is to win. He will do whatever he needs to. Yeah, um, like the the very few honest things he's telling us, other than I think the three two truths are technically true as well, is that yeah that he is a bored Moriarty, and that winning is the most important thing to him. Most yeah. everything else he's telling us, I'm assuming, are uh, lies. Mm-hmm. I agree. I don't know. It's super interesting. It's why Misty is one of my favorite characters because she's so weird and complex. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. All right. Current day again. Callie tells GA that her Matt, whatever, that her mom's been having an affair with Jeff's best friend, Randy. <laughs> Which I love that they keep throwing Randy into the shit in this <laughs> whipping boy Randy. They're gonna get Randy killed, aren't they? Hopefully, hopefully yeah. by the end. Yeah, I won't even feel bad. Nope, <laughs> he's there. <laughs> he's there to be shit on. I mean, I love it. It does. It, like, is he even an authentic person, or is he like a literal NPC? Because, like, does he have yeah. hopes and dreams and desires of his own? <laughs> he seems like he is only an accessory to other characters, right? 
he he hopes that an extra bag of Fritos will drop out of the vending machine when he <laughs> hits the button. Right. That's his so, hopes you know, he, and fears. He's and Jeff's dreams. blackmail buddy. He's Shauna's mm-hmm. sexual uh, alibi. Uh, he's Walter's, uh, you know, leverage to get more information. He doesn't seem like he's got his own interior thoughts. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I love it. I love it. Uh, I wonder how long he's going to stay at this motel. Because I do like him at the motel quite a bit. Yeah. Why is he at the motel? Because he's kind of struggling with his wife right now. Yeah. Well, good for him for turning down a, a horny, uh, what he thought was a horny Shauna then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Randy. Yeah, voted. All right. There's an interior. I, 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 I saw you. I saw <laughs> you, Randy. You're trying to be a good guy. Good for you. Um. Yeah, at this point, I was thinking, like, oh my God, how are they going to rope Randy into this? How are they going to get him on board with this? Because it's so insane. But eh, it turns out he's just bamboozled. Speaking of bad acting, this Matt slash Jay guy, the boner he got when Callie started talking about her mom's affair and how she knows who it mm. is. And he's like oh, trying really? to be casual and not too eager, mm. but also like he's he's slavering like he's his. his you could see him drooling like, oh, God, I'm going to break this fucking thing wide open. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, what's his creep potential? I, I've been trying to think of like, is he? Oh, it's a hot. It's off the charts, man. He's already been a creep do you think he would fuck Callie because like this episode kind of showed me that he is aware that there's a pretty big boundary here and that he can threaten to transgress it in his I don't know his duty as a police officer but I don't think he actually has much interest in sleeping with her I I mean okay so his sexual creep factor I think is fairly low I'll give him credit for that I think he's trying to do the right thing there but the other ways in which he is a creep are off the charts like he's already transgressed with her he bought her a drink at the bar he's Mm. been sneaking around behind her parents backs uh fraternizing with her taking her bowling like he's this is an inappropriate relationship in about every way possible maybe except for sexually okay well i was trying to get his like because I was, I was trying to get a beat on him. Like, is he doing this because he secretly wants to perv on young girls? And this I is an outlet so. for him. Or is he doing this because he's an impetuous new police officer and he has no desire for this young girl, but he does want to break the case open and he's trying to be like, well, I if it, if it would look if it, if it would make me look bad in a police report, it's okay. You know? Does that make I, sense? Look, man, this is the guy that sniffs sniffs condoms look, sniffs okay, freshly used right. condoms he's creep, definitely not a creep. creepy not creepy might be the wrong choice of words here okay <laughs> okay all right he's not a predator he doesn't seem like he's a predator of young women that's what i meant by by creepy yeah yeah he's not i don't think he's a sexual predator who hasn't forensically sniffed a condom come on <laughs> come on that who hasn't his, that's his hobby man he's not doing anything <laughs> forensic there oh god what's the next uh, step the next step if it tastes if it smelled bleachy was he going for the taste right right <laughs> just rub it between mm, his fingers a little mm, uh, randy must have uh, yes there's a can of pineapple in the in the corner yes okay i'm, <laughs> I'm putting it together uh that uh, that brand of co- that brand of pineapple oil can only come from what uh-huh, aldi tro- 
yeah all the canned pineapple and trojan lube is what that smells like quick Great. kevin grab a quarter we're going to we're going to all these we gotta we gotta get to the bottom of this yeah anyway my god past the shrooms we'll be right back all hail the antler queen we're back with more yellow jackets misty wants to focus on their mission to find the purple people but walter just wants to play two truths and a lie he gives her three truths and claims that the only rule is to win. Misty spots the purple people's B symbol on a sign and claims they found them. There's a non-zero chance that he is the biological son of Barry Manilow. Well, it, I, I think he's a liar through and through. I mean, what artisanal goat cheese from a female goat named Billy... $175,000 in Taco Bell stock. Which, mm. here's the thing. I don't think Taco Bell has stock. Taco Bell is owned by a large restaurant company that owns uh, KFC and Pizza Hut and stuff. Like, I don't think you can just go and invest True. in, like, Bell, you know, uh, on the stock market. Uh, so yeah, maybe right. maybe this is all. But I, 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 so my theory about these are actually truths is that he is trying to build a, like, unlike what he would do normally, he's trying to build a human connection with Misty because he does feel like there's a connection there and he wants there to be a connection there. So he's telling her the truth and when, when it's in a game that he feels like he can control. Like, I okay. don't... But I was wondering, like, if there is certain truths, like, what if he is the illegitimate son of Barry Manilow and that explains why he's got money? Because, like, you know, there's, like, some hush mm -hmm. money or maybe Barry Manilow gives him a check every month to keep it on the down low. Like, I, I was just trying to see if there is some some bigger picture of Walter that's emerging from everything that we know thus far, other than the fact that he's probably a true blue, dyed-in-the-wool killer. Yeah, it could be. I'm trying to figure out how it meshes with the, the accident that he had, supposedly, right? Um, the, the $6 million accident. The $6 million brick to the head accident that left him completely unscarred and affected other than having pockets full of cash. Mm-hmm. Fancy boat. Yeah, I don't know. I'm... I'm skeptical, let's say, that any the of these The load of bricks truths. was a man was was a metaphor of how he felt when he realized he was the heir to the Barry Manilow throne. <laughs> sure. Just hit him like a ton of bricks. Left him yeah. with gasping with millions of dollars. The excitement, <laughs> the disappointment. Yeah. All of it. Uh-huh. What about Misty's truths? I do not like monkeys. I think we're asking the wrong questions about the moon landing. See, this makes this, but this makes. See, I think those are true too. Like she is a bird. She like birds are uh, fundamentally reptilian. They're very different from humans. They fly. They don't walk. Uh, okay. She, and monkeys yeah. are the closest things you can get to a person without it being a person, right? So hmm. they would naturally freak her out. Um, I do think she te seems to be the type of person that's a moon landing skeptic, but like not like the others. Sure, sure. Those people are crazy, but not they me. Got yeah, they got stupid shit that they're worried about. She's got the real... I, I, these felt... These felt these felt genuine. What questions is she asking about the moon landing? Is she asking, like, do we land on a different moon? <laughs> what? Like, I don't know. There, So there's, like, there is the, the reasonable version of the moon landing denier, which is, yes, we went to the moon, but we didn't go to the moon in July of 19... 60 was it 69 okay um i always want to say but then when i say it, it sounds like a joke uh mm -hmm. 
<laughs> Nothing happened. Uh, they went on. They they landed at four twenty on July. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, they uh, the, the, so the 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 fact that the, we landed, but we wanted to beat the Russians so bad that we hired uh, 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 Space Odyssey, we, uh, Kubrick, to mm-hmm. fake the moon landing to give us enough time so that, like, by the time, I think Apollo, I think that the way this is, like, Apollo 13 was not faked, but it shows how hard it was to get to the room because it was almost a disaster, and then Apollo 14 was the first mission that actually landed hmm. on the moon. Okay. I okay. think is how the quote-unquote reasonable, so maybe that's the, she's like, it's all it was just it's it's a geopolitical mm-hmm. theater type of thing rather than I don't know. All right, I'm trying to figure out what her third truth would have been, but there's no indication. Yeah, her third truth is turn around right now. Mm-hmm. Um, what you? I, I thought the guy honking at Walter is a complete asshole. Uh, yeah, just slow your roll for a second. Yeah, and this you'll is get by. this is this is a backcountry road. UEs get 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 hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, like if you want to honk to show your displeasure, fine. But laying on the horn while a guy is actively U-turning, like what the hell is he going to do? If he stops and goes back straight, it's going to take longer. I don't. Mm-hmm. He's just being an asshole. Yeah, yeah. All right. Van realizes that Ty's sleepwalking again, but Ty changes the topic with a nudie pin. Uh, we see Van digitizing tapes here. That's gotta be her mom's wedding, right? Ooh, I was trying to think of how it, how it, how this is going to play into the credit sequence, which is clearly using a lot of VHS found footage type of stuff. Um, is it? Is it her? True. What would be the significance of her mother's wedding? Well, if it's connected to this cancer, so so I don't know. Like, th- there's a picture they're painting. Like on the surface, everything is cool with Van. Like she's got this VHS store that she really likes, and people that come in that she's friends with. But then, underneath it all, feels like there's some looming uh, depression, some some problems that she's going through. Uh, one is the bills. If you say, okay, this is probably her mom's. Uh, wedding video and her mom just died of cancer not too long ago if that's all true you could see that like she's not over that she's depressed even though she's not showing in her day-to-day life i I feel like this is just a glimpse because the way she's watching this video is not like oh i'm digitizing a tape i don't give a shit about it's like this tape means something to me and when ty walks in she's kind of like oh god I, i didn't mean to be vulnerable in this moment you know hmm I didn't get that, but now, now that you say it like that, I can see you interpreting Van's face as being like kind of caught up in the moment. I think so. It could be caught up in the moment of like she's lonely, and you know, like it's like imagine if you're like this clinically lonely person that you know it's been a long time. You had the love of your life, you lost, you've been through all these crazy experiences. The saddest thing in the world has to be digitizing someone else's wedding tape, right? Yeah, like you see all probably. this love, all this connection, all the things that you, you know, it's like always a bridesmaid, never a bride, but it's your business to be a bridesmaid, you know, mm-hmm. you're a professional bridesmaid. Um, that's another alternate thing, but it it sure. it could be, it could be, it be it could be connected to your mother. They're also talking about swapping this guest book pin for a nudie pin at Shauna's wedding. So 
there's like a wedding tie in there because that's what i thought i thought it was a classmate's wedding that she was watching because she's nostalgic um but yeah i don't know it's 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 tough to say i do think it will connect with the credit sequence in some way because van's a pretty centrally um important figure oh I saw another theory that I thought that this reminded me of. There's this theory that it's the yellow jackets proximity to each other. That's causing this again that Hmm. like, you know, you got a fire and it's like burning really hot and then you take a poker and you pull apart its coals and separate them and everything starts to cool down and, and, and it's, 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 it starts to die out. But if you took those flames or those coals, why they still have a little bit of heat and you pushed them all together again, Mm-hmm. Uh, they can cons- spontaneously start com- combusting again, right? And there's this idea that like something happened to these girls out in the wilderness, and they got infected with this darkness that they brought back. Some, you know, this is this is all text, but mm-hmm. like it was stymied because they were all separated. You know, they were at the end of their co- high school careers. They went to college. The uh, experience was traumatic. Their parents put them in therapy and split them all up, and that was some form of protection and Jeff and Randy fucked it all up by getting their heads together over the blackmail thing. And now the coals are close together and they're catching on fire again. Yeah, it could be. I could see it. Um, it does seem to be, it's, it's, it's a way to, and it could also like, um, be true and like a not evil. Like if it's like, you just say literally the stuff, something inside of us, we brought a bunch of unresolved mm-hmm. bullshit and mental illness out into the woods and we when we were away from our medicine for 18 months and crazy shit just like you know like um uh hanging with the wrong people can get you into problems like some people are just bad for you to be around they might not be bad for other people but like you you guys get together mm-hmm. and crazy shit happens i wonder if they're trying to to say that if you don't believe in a supernatural it's just that the the yellow jackets is not good for each other yeah, that can make a lot of sense too. I mean, look at Travis and Nat together, right? Same thing well, that always happened happened, right? Yes, yes. Like it seemed like independently they well, I don't know about Nat, but like independently Travis had a uh an option of like having a solid life and that she would come in there and just blow it up. So yeah, that's that's a mm-hmm. great example. If they're all like that together, that could be a non supernatural explanation for why shit's going bad now that they're that, that they're hanging out again. Yeah, totally. All right, Callie tells her parents that she told the cops that Shauna is sleeping with Randy. <laughs> and but Jeff's she fixed immediate it. question, how old is it? Yeah, how old is he? Which is the right question to be asking, Jeff. That's the thing. Jeff is asking all the dad, the parent questions. And Shauna's asking all the accomplice in crime questions. Uh-huh. And it's so funny that, that, that Jeff is still transparently stuck in dad mode. It's all, it's like... Which is, you know, admirable, but Sean and Callie just so mixed up in something bigger than that, right? Sure, just she's just so in sync, and she loves her mother's approval. Like Uh when when she allowed that, like, yeah, you did a good job, but she fucking beamed for the first time in the entire series. Yeah, maybe, as I can recall. Yeah, it's uh, it's something else. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a good idea. It was it was good on the fly thinking. Um, yeah, and if Randy could have just finished, none of this would have ever happened. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, Randy's inability to get off is gonna. If Shauna would let him Shana fantasize, she got all hot, dressed up, 
so hot that I my voice right? cracked is how hot Shauna looked. And if she just let him fantasize about her, none of this would ever happen. Damn, Shauna. Damn. It's true. I know right it's now. gross. It's Randy, the guy who has no interior. Uh-huh. But, uh... Nat tries to break into Lottie's cabin, almost gets caught, and has to go to Lottie's workshop to cover. Uh, I, I was thinking here, does Lottie not realize... Is Lottie so distracted right now that she doesn't realize Nat still has her keys? Or have they just not tried to get into the honey safe or whatever? Uh, yeah, I do think that they've told me the, the story that uh, Lottie's very distracted by what's going on in her, in her own mind. Yeah. Yeah. For good reason. But, like, if another day goes past, what, does she have, like, essentially another week before someone makes a run to the Honey Festival that they've got a... That's what I assume, yeah. Every that, that no one's asking for the keys back because, okay, that, that does make a little bit of sense. Mm-hmm. All right, 1996, Akilah tells Thais about the importance of ritual in her life, even though she doesn't really believe in it. And Ty says she'll probably keep going to Lottie's prayer group. One thing that made no sense to me is Ty taunting Akilah with Rachel's tradition. Of course, Rachel's one of the yellow jackets that died on impact. She died in the plane. And mm-hmm. she's like, I don't know about this ritual because you guys sure did lose a lot. They're talking about their team that's going to the national championship. What does the fuck does that mean? That is a really good question. Was the you junior can't lose var- a lot and go to the championships? Like, or is she talking about like a time was is is Akilah younger and she was like on the junior varsity team? Maybe versus the varsity team, but I don't think they've ever made that distinction before. And would they? Why would she be going with the varsity team? Well, I would. I would think if a varsity team goes to like some kind of big national finals, that the junior varsity would probably tag along. You know. Hmm. Okay. But maybe in the year, right? Because that shit's expensive. Like you're gonna fly twice as many people there, even though they're not. Yeah, that seems. I I thought it was such a weird. It's almost like she goes to the school across town. Yeah. Or she was on another team. Like, you guys sure lost a lot. It's like, what the fuck does that mean? Uh, yeah. No, that is weird. Maybe she's, like, uh, part of the second string team. I don't know. Yeah. But, like, we already discussed kind of, I think, the, the, the blame significance is this is giving Ty some kind of philosophical cover to get in deeper with Lottie's religion while mm-hmm. still plausibly saying, ah, oh, it's just, you know, it's just like... Uh, you know, just just uh, having lucky shoes or lucky socks or lucky cleats. You know, it's it's no one really like like uh, Akila says. You know, we didn't really believe it. Not deep down, it was just something fun that made us feel good, so we could pretend that we made a difference, that we had control in this mm-hmm. situation. Yeah. Uh, Travis tries to get Javi to tell him where he was all this time. Javi isn't saying anything. Nat tries to encourage Travis, but he yells at her for faking Javi's death. Uh, I'm, I'm feeling kind of annoyed by this hobby, not talking thing. It's, it's a really fucking tropey way to keep information from the audience. Yeah, but he can't he's got talk. a reason to be this kind of scared and clan. And it's, it, it looks like it has something to do with Lottie. Like he pointedly looks to Lottie when Travis asks us why you can't say what's happening like Lottie looks to him and he looks to Lottie and he's clearly afraid of her terrified of her which so fair enough talk he's... in her presence maybe 
Um, he doesn't know who to trust. He was he was hunted by yeah. these girls, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, and specifically one... Lottie. I mean, she kicked all that off. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I, but but it is like yeah, like if he's been here for a couple weeks, it does stretch my cred credulity to that he has just been completely shut down. Mm -hmm. And and that they're still trying to get him to talk. That's the kind of thing you do a day or two after he returns not okay i'm gonna make an executive later. decision that until i see feedback that says otherwise i think that it's only been a couple days i think we just missed a pregnant belly like yeah. everything else about the state of the board the food they're still concerned about the bear meat everything feels like this is just literally the next day and mm -hmm. the only thing we're talking about is so i'm just saying we're gonna miss we're gonna miss we miss shot his belly had to have. yeah we must have i think it's right um, or there's a supernatural time loop and she's just gotten an extra three or four months growth on that belly, even though it's mm -hmm. only been the next day in in sidereal time. <laughs> and no one's going to mention it. No one's like, hey, you're looking a little bloated today. Uh, no, because they're in the time bubble. It would seem natural to them. Yeah. Fair. Fair. Uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on with Javi, but we'll see. Time will tell. It's, I'm glad that Nat and Trav finally had this fight because yeah, they yeah. needed to. Mm -hmm. And of course, like she could say that, like, look, I was just trying to help, blah, blah, blah. What's the harm? He's alive. And of course, he points back to like, if I'd found him a couple of weeks earlier, maybe he wouldn't be so fucked up, which is a fair point to make. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'm torn on that whole thing. I'm, I'm glad they had this fight. I'm, I'm torn on whose side I take on this. I think I take both of their sides. I think I see why both of them are angry slash apologetic um because mm. yeah they're just trying to nas nat was just trying to help in a situation that looked really bad and travis is pissed because it wasn't actually that bad apparently and mm. that did a pretty terrible thing mm -hmm. anyway let's go back to current day lisa and lottie try to get nat to explore her deepest darkest secrets she excuses herself to go try to break into Lottie's cabin again, but she gets interrupted by someone who says she has a guest at the gate. And it turns out it's Misty and Walter. And Nat tells Misty this is Lottie's place, and she's got a plan, so go away. She's so she's pissed. Um, it's so funny because she's so nakedly hostile to Misty. Um, mm -hmm. Which is funny because Misty will use this reaction as a way to you know like say that there's no way but like that's an that's a very nat reaction of nat's like oh uh misty it turned i was just so confused and now i'm worried but if she was like very kind and gentle misty could have honestly say that's crazy but like nat kind of was nat uh <laughs> oh yeah no i mean I, and the other thing is like misty's gonna say later you know claim that they're great friends and all and like that's not the relationship they have, right. right? They have that relationship in Misty's mind, but not in reality. And, and what's she going to, what's she plausibly going to say? Is she going to say like, cause what she's really there is like, look, they kidnapped me. I know this is fucked. And the only reason I'm here is because I'm taking him down from the inside, but she can't say that in front of all of Lottie's acolytes, right. That are all standing there. So sure. she has to go with like, well, yeah, they kidnapped me, but it's fine now, you know? Mm hmm. I am not sure why why Lottie is pushing this deepest darkest secret stuff here in public, because um, mm. 
I mean, think about it. Nat's deepest, darkest secret is Lottie's deepest, darkest secret and and would totally... Well, here's the thing. Is her cult so brainwashed here that if they were to reveal the things that she did in the past, that they would just be like, yep, it's all forgiven. That was past you. Uh, like what Lisa says later in the episode, you can't judge somebody based on what they did in the past. Um. So they would, if, like, she's not afraid of this information coming out. There's no way that Lottie is just like transparent with her cult members about her like let yellow jacket experiences. I wouldn't think so. But I wouldn't think so either. Know. That's a wild trust exercise. I, like, I and, and I'm at almost what point do you she's trust not telling them, them everything? Too? Right, right. But then she has total control of those people. She has access to their like legal instruments, their money, their cell phones. Like maybe she would feel comfortable Mm -hmm. telling. And then you know, if anyone escapes and tries to tell stories, you can just be like, "Ah, this is a crazy person from the ranch," you know. But I yeah, but I I think she's clearly hiding the fact that it's happening now. Um, even if they do know the the horrible things she did in the wilderness, for sure that they're coming back. And to answer your question directly. I think that Lottie is hungry to know the truth about this darkness because it's affecting her and mm-hmm. it's something she's never understood about the past. And she thinks that inside Nat, because of this Travis deal, inside Nat, there is some crucial clue that gotcha. might help her understand what's going on. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. But still, it's kind of like, why don't you have a private session? Like, why right. would you risk some crazy shit coming out in a public in a public uh-huh. session? <laughs> But that just goes yeah. to her death. You want my deepest, darkest secrets? Yeah. You and I together ate a human being in the wilderness. Right. But then <laughs> How about why that would, for dark secrets? But but why would a cop seduce a 16-year-old just to, to bust his first? <laughs> so it's like there's there's a lot yeah. of people being thirsty for shit, you know, in this show. Totally. Hungry, you might say. Inappropriate yep. appetites. Yep. I agree. Uh, Ty catches Van up on the dog altar and the car crashes and everything else going on in her life and then asks to take a shower. Uh, I like this scene. It's it's kind of just a quick one here, but the thing that really struck me here is I, I, I don't know why the, the dark version of Ty brought her here to, to you know, go to hang out with Van, but the thing that is apparent in this scene is that Van is the only person that Ty can talk honestly with mm. about the things she's experiencing. Like she says, what am I going to go to a therapist and say, oh yeah, here's lay out everything that's happened to me. Um, I, I cut the dog's head off and made an altar out of it. That's not cool. But right. she can tell Van this stuff and Van you know, we'll be concerned, yeah. but not bad an eye about like the crazy shit, right? In the context of our lives, that's you know, altars and sacrifices. I can kind of it, it's it's funny because yeah. the first time through, I remember thinking of these scenes like Jesus Christ, why are we beating around the bush? Why can't Ty just come out and you know, and and Van gets and I was impressed that Van gets frustrated and kind of puts an end to it. Mm-hmm. But in subsequent watches, I realized that like on a deep level, Ty has no idea why she's here. This wasn't yeah. her idea. She's just going and like and and then when Dark Tide takes over, then fucking finally things start to happen because uh-huh. but like there is this kind of like god, why are you you didn't come here to take a shower. You didn't come here to talk about uh because you were worried that Van was on a had a drug addiction or something like that. Mm-hmm. Why are you keep having these completely tan 
But it's like, because she has no idea. She's just kind of like seeing things and latching on. Maybe this is the reason. Maybe this is the reason. None of it's none of it's true. And we still don't know. We still don't know. We just know that once Dark Tide takes over, she's able to steer things in what's probably going to be a useful direction. Or an, yeah, illum- a, a good point. A, a, an informative direction. Yeah, and she can't just like summon Dark Tide, right? She just has to kind of wait. She has no around. idea. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, let's go back to 1996, where Misty and Crystal swap their deepest, darkest secrets as they, as they dispose of the group's shit. Uh, Misty's darkest secret, which is destroying the transponder, is a little too much for Crystal to handle, and she makes it known that she thinks Misty's a terrible person, and she falls off a cliff when Misty threatens her to kill her if she tells anyone. I'll fucking kill you. Um. Are, so, like, mm-hmm. big question: Are we going to still go with Crystal, even though we know her name's Kristen? Uh, yeah, Crystal in, and Pistol. In, I, in death, we're going to still misidentify her. Okay, I just want to well, know. I don't really... She, she, she appropriated that name for herself. Yeah, I'm, I'm in favor of letting people choose their own names. And Crystal the Pistol. She likes. She it. likes yeah. Crystal. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I concur. We'll keep it Crystal. Um. Yeah, that's the thing is like Misty really went off the deep end here thinking that. But I mean, uh, I can see why she thought that, you know, the way things are saying that like, oh, yeah, we can. How lucky we are to have we can share our deepest, darkest thoughts and be completely honest. And Mm -hmm. Misty. You know, Crystal's thinking like, oh, well, we're talking about like seeing our parents having sex and and not be repulsed level secrets, not like all of this misery that's happening to all of us right now is your direct fault kind of secret. Yeah. And that mis the fundamental miscalculation of Misty of like it just shows that she can't really accurately model someone else's mind. Right. Uh huh. Like yeah. she's only she she can only see what they reveal to her and her own biases, but like a, an actual honest appraisal of like how is this person thinking and feeling about me and and life? She she has no idea how to do that. Yeah, and I think that's what makes her a bad actor, right? She she gives off this impression of what she thinks a normal person would do in this scenario, but it comes off as weird because and she she's can got copy. a warped sense of of what people think. Yeah, and she can copy things she's seen and heard, but it's not like, you know, that that um, Steel Magnolia speech, but it's nothing that right. comes from within her that's authentic, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I love that their toilet is just a cliff that they drop shit off of. <laughs> uh, right. And that's going to come back spectacularly here in a bit. I, I want to know when we find out there's a town 10 miles down from this river, like this river of shit that they're there. It's like the, <laughs> an insane spike of E. coli and salmonella and God knows what else is, is happening is because they're just throwing sh- bucket of shit after bucket of shit into the water supply. Uh-huh. Um, I find it more hilarious and, and sad, but also hilarious that crystal dies face down in a pile of her own shit. Mm, of of all others. these girls shit. Yeah. 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 No, it's it's pretty it's it's pretty bad. <laughs> um It's pretty bad and it's again it's one of those things where it's like Crystal didn't really kill her. I'm sorry, not Crystal. Misty, yeah. Misty didn't really kill Crystal. It's an open question of whether Misty could have killed Rachel. God damn it, why can't I do this? Misty r- would have killed 
Crystal if she was given an opportunity. Mm-hmm. But Crystal actually killed herself. She took a step back off a cliff because she's afraid of Misty and died. Yeah. That's, yeah, so that's Misty so gave fucking her the yellow assist. jackets. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I mean, she can, uh, she can deny that she had anything to do with it. And he, here's the thing. I think she's a much better actor when she comes back screaming about having lost Crystal. That I believe. Because that's genuine. She does. She does feel bad that she lost her friend. Okay. So From like she's tapping view, into yeah. like I lost. I lost my bestie, and I hate yeah. it. It sucks. I didn't want this to happen. Those are all true feelings. Okay. Just the details are lies. The details are lies. Gotcha. And it's also like well, I, I I wonder when we're going to see her first kill. Like her first genuine, because we you know we've seen right. her kill at least one person in the Prime series: the Jennifer, the Fixer, the the reporter, uh-huh. whatever you want to call her. Um, I wonder, like, yeah, when will we see her first actual full intent, malicious awareness? I'm going to do it, murder. Yeah, we'll see. All right, current day, Misty processes what Nat told her, and Walter guesses that Misty killed Adam martin but that doesn't stop him from liking her and she gets out of the car and tells him that whatever they are is over uh misty wasn't keeping tabs on lottie it becomes very apparent in this scene how did she miss this whole thing with lottie how does she not know that lottie's got a cult up in the mountains that she's there is a lot of people spinning furiously trying to figure out like why because it, it it doesn't seem like this could have been super hard to figure out. Like, I know mm-hmm. that Lottie is maybe being circumspect about her Yellow Jacket's experience and how public facing she is. But my God, this cult symbol is a Yellow Jacket. Mm-hmm. And like Misty is a super sleuth. So like, what yeah. is going on here? I don't know. There might be more to this than Misty is letting on. Maybe she's like super secret double triple crossing Walter here. I it doesn't feel like that. Well, but, but we all throughout the Jennifer thing for episodes and episodes, we had no idea. We had no access to what Misty was actually thinking about the things that were happening. So like it sure. there is precedent for her to do a long con mm-hmm. and right. for her to be um, but I don't know. It did seem genuine. Her confusion about like, how did I miss this? Oh my god, I can't believe. Uh huh. Yeah. No, it does feel genuine, but maybe that's maybe she's gotten to be a better actor in the last twenty five years. Because that's the other thing I'm trying to think is like, yeah. I'm looking for. But like, I did the I did think when she launched into the Adam's mother story that it did feel very insincere and in, so like. Totally it feels like they're they're telling they're giving me. When, 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 and that's the other thing they do when something happens in the past and, and I immediately suspect it's connected to an understanding I'm supposed to have in the present, mm-hmm. especially when it happens in the for same sure. fucking episode. So like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm looking for instances when it looks like Misty's being a bad actor. I'm assuming that means she's lying. Yeah, you could be right. Uh, what'd you uh, make of, uh, Elijah Wood of Walter's grandma being an unrepentant murderer? Um, I, so, so all of this, every interaction she's had with Walter makes me think that she just made a very powerful enemy, uh, in this scene. 
by spurning him by not wanting to be his Sherlock. And I, I think, I, I think maybe you know he could, he could admire his grandmother perhaps. Uh, the way he talks about her, it's very flattering. It's like, yeah, well, she might have been convicted for a murder and done thirty years, but she never missed a birthday card. Are they trying to tell us that uh, his grandma was actually righteous? Because I couldn't help but notice that uh, she murdered Grandpa Joe, mm-hmm. which if you've seen Charlie Cho- uh, Charlie in the Chocolate Factory, <laughs> you know it's history's greatest monster. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't mm-hmm. smother that fucker with a pillow after 30 years of his malingering and bullshit? Yeah, I mean, Willy Wonka tried to kill him several times, just couldn't get the job done. Right. The chocolate tube didn't get him. Uh huh. The, the magical train to hell. The everlasting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he's just, he just won't die. Yeah. Fizzy, fizzy lifting drinks didn't. Yeah. He will no, not yeah. die. Yeah. The fizzy lifter should have taken, just should have taken them both out, macerated uh-huh. them both, but he just couldn't. <laughs> he couldn't get rid of Grandpa Joe. So I, I don't know. I'm sympathetic to that. Yeah. He could be, he could have been a monster. Um, but I, Misty, like, uh, this is, like, this is actually surprisingly heads up. And it it shows me that I don't think she's working Walter because I think she's genuinely creeped out. She genuinely understands there's something wrong and she's ready to hit the eject button. Uh, And what's wild is Walter takes it like a champ. Walter's like, okay, and he just takes off. No, like, begging or He drives away pretty fast. I feel like he's angry. He's going home to downvote all of her forum posts. (laughs) That's what he's going to (laughs) do. God yeah. damn it, oh, Misty. Uh. Yeah, run all of her posts through some kind of AI filter so we can find out more information about her. Yeah, I, I, I it, it's it's such a clean break. I wonder how it almost feels like Misty will have to invite him back into her life. Yeah, yeah. But on the I other could see hand, him showing up. I could see him showing up. Do you think he does? He just does. He just pull a full Misty and he comes in with tears and says, "I'm lost. I need. I've heard you guys can help me." And then there's no way for her to blow up his shit without blowing. Up. I don't know. I, that doesn't make sense to me because they both came together and vet. Like it, it's borderline unbelievable that Misty's trying this shit at the end of the episode. You know, like you just showed up the day know. before looking for your friend and upset that she's with the cult, and now you're lost and you need to join. Uh huh. Yeah, not a very good I, lie. It, no, and I mean, the lie doesn't hold up at all, right? The lie is just to get her in the gate. It's got to be because Lottie's gonna know her instantly. There's, Will there's it not no... work? Will they just like, yeah, whatever, beat it, kid, and then she'll have to <laughs> get Walter? Because like, I like what? Because that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think Walter can come showing up uninvited. So yeah. it'll have to be something that Misty needs Walter for. Assuming she stays in this this cult, yeah. But she's also like, she's got to take care of this guy because he's already figured out the Adam deal. I mean, not figured it out. He is close. He's very close. Very close. He's got the, you know, he's got the wrong person in the clue envelope, but everything Mm -hmm. else he's pretty much right on about. And it's kind of wild that she's so fixated on Nat that she's still on that mission rather than switching gears to like, oh, you know what? I need to take care of you first. Yeah, she is not taking him seriously enough, and that's the most worrying thing about it. That's the thing. It, unless she's playing this long con, which I, I'm doubting more and more. She's Why doesn't not she take him seriously? I guess she's just got other things on her mind right now. The, like she doesn't want to get fact. derailed from her her main mission here on a side quest. But this is no longer the side quest, right? This, this is, is now the main mission. 
this is what makes me think that there's that she's aware of something because like otherwise like there's all these unforced errors she seems to be committing or like yeah why is she holding this guy Mm -hmm. why is she underestimating him when he single-handedly sleuthed her entire existence down to the nursing home he had a fake mother like he had like all this stuff down cold and she had had no idea she 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 didn't see it coming Mm -hmm. why isn't she more afraid of him I think she's just very afraid of whatever is going on with Nat and Lottie and Shauna and all mm. that. Yeah. No, she's I've got... seen Sin City. You can't underestimate this guy. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> the wilderness is the space between the ads. We'll be right back. Don't freeze to death. Come back to our coverage of Yellow Jackets. All right, Shauna goes to Randy's motel room so the cops can see... Inside, Randy talks about the FBI agents he met with. Shauna gives him a condom and tells him to go in the bathroom and fill it. <laughs> yeah. Randy's yeah. so pathetic. I love yeah. Randy. He just goes, he doesn't understand. He doesn't understand why any of this is happening. I love it. They won't tell him. They won't give him any real Jeff information. Jeff just says, meet my wife at this hotel. <laughs> she comes here dressing and sexy. And he's game too. I love that. She she sweats him about all this FBI stuff, and then she just rips open his condom and says, "Yeah, take it in the bathroom and fi- fi- finish it." And also, don't think about me while you're doing it. <laughs> no, he's he feels like the Misty of their group, um, where like he's willing to go along with anything they want to do as long mm. as they will give him some attention, right? But he just doesn't have the mal- he. It's just he's at the pathetic, uh, yeah, flag fixed, uh, fl- um, flip, not the maniacal. Uh huh. Yeah, because you're right. He he's like he he's just like apologetic about the whole thing, and you know, I just thought it was a funny touch when he thinks that he's like going to have to fuck Sean. He's like, oh, you know, I just I love my wife, and I'm trying. It's like, oh, good for you, Randy. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I could not figure out what he meant by B mail for the longest time. I was like, B mail, is this some same. former joke from the series about emails? It's blackmail. And finally, finally, a registered like. I, I watched the whole episode twice and I had to rewind that scene like five times to make sure he said B mail. Mm-hmm. And then the yeah, last I was, time I was, like, I was confused too. And the first time and I, I did, I was like, well, I'm just going to have to ask Jim. And then my second time when I was watching, watching notes, it just came to me like, Oh, right. Uh-huh. The blackmail. Of course. Wild. Um, so let's go back to 1996 where Lottie whispers some weird shit to Shauna's baby while she's sleeping. Shauna wakes up, freaks out, Ty sides with Lottie and Shauna runs out of the cabin. Uh, yeah, this is the part where I was worried that Lottie's trying to become the baby's de facto mother before it's born. That's kind of fucked up. So on a show like this, random theories get made all the time, right? You know, people like, you know, poorly substantiated, supported, you know, just wild shit. One of the wild things I've seen is people trying to figure out that there's got to be a twist to Shauna's baby's daddy's identity. And a popular theory is that the wilderness baby is, in fact, the father fathered by Randy. The some of this her fucking around with Randy's story to make Je- Jeff jealous was there's some element of truth to that. And I didn't think much of it because, like, what does that actually add? And, you know, Randy's kind of a joke. But I can't help but think when Shauna sends him off to fill a condom with his seed and they immediately cut to Lottie whispering to Shauna's pregnant belly that there is a connection being made there. 
Are you saying that Shauna is the con of the Randy filled with seed? Is that what <laughs> you're saying? All, is strawberry lotion. Uh, <laughs> okay. if, if, if we're going to be technically accurate about here, but no, I don't know what I'm saying other than these fucking kooks on Reddit might be right about something accidentally. But gotcha. I, the, the to me, it's like cinema. that. That might be a shark jump moment if, like, the showrunners are just like, oh, you know what? So fucked up. It's not even Jeff's baby. It's just, like, what does that even mean? Randy's not a character. We've already talked about this. He's mm-hmm. a a weird, big MacGuffin baby. You know, he just is uh-huh. there to, like, help the plot continue to, to facilitate, right? Totally. So, like, having him be the father, what the fuck does that even mean? Yeah, it, it wouldn't be super important. Also, I don't think it's true. I, I don't either, but like see it's, reason to. it's a it's it's a fair conclusion to make from the jump that they make here. Sure, sure. All right, nineteen ninety six again. No, not nineteen ninety six. Uh, current day. Sorry. Ty notices the van has oxycodone in her bathroom, and she asks Van about it. And Van says it was her mother's before she passed away from cancer. Ty tries to talk about what happened between them. Van shuts that shit down. But when Ty breaks down crying, she's there to comfort her. Here again, Ty doesn't know where why she's here. She's tr- trying to guess, like, am I here to try to save Van? Uh, are we going to save each other? And that's a, a highly offensive to Van, who's probably with some amount mm-hmm. of pain put this in her rearview mirror, and now she's trying to high-fidelity Seinfeld her. And, uh, mm-hmm. and But even Ty breaking down and talking about how scared and lost and alone she feels felt like a... Dist- like, another delay to talking about the actual thing that you're there to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Cause she's not saying like, I don't know why I'm here. My sleepwalking version of me brought me here. She's just saying she's stalling. Yeah. Shit's bad. I, she's I stalling talking rotten. about the real thing. Yes. Mm. Uh, I gotta say, boy, I, I don't know the actor's name, but the person playing van in this scene is mm-hmm. putting on a fucking acting clinic. She real good. Ha- has every single tick, every mannerism, every tone of voice the teen van has. She has like she she has studied what teen van has done over the course of this last season and is just mimicking it amazingly well. Yeah, it's uh, they're they're doing they're doing a really good job here. Um, apparently, so this is uh, Lauren Ambrose, and she's famous for being in uh, Six Feet Under. Oh, classic! Okay. Is that a Showtime that. series or is it HBO? I can't, I can't have that. Some of that early Golden Age stuff that I haven't seen. I'm, I'm uh, not super, super up on. But yeah, mm-hmm. um, that's like kind of thing that she's most fa- famous for. But she's been in other stuff here, here, here and there. Um, but she, yeah, I noticed the same thing that she is just doing such a great job of channeling the the van essence through mm-hmm. her 40 mid 40s uh experience yeah really liking her keep an eye on her uh randy's having a hard time fulfilling shauna's request but he gets an idea uh her, is the, he just pressure. anything and everything he can to get off with these lights what's the lights what's the lights on <laughs> and off man he's like I, maybe if i try it with the lights on it'll work yeah. better yeah, yeah, I don't. And him like giving him like, first of all, off uh, 
boy someone asking you if you're about finished it, it, it i yeah. don't know i don't know maybe there's someone with a, a about finished kink but it doesn't <laughs> that never helps me never helps me and him like it cutting to him on the door and his like because like the the captions also were like i forget how they were like the frantic or the rapid <laughs> Like there, there's this description of the sounds he was making. Like he's just oh, really God. trying to crank it out, and him like looking in the mirror is like, "Come on, Randog, you got this." <laughs> him giving himself a pep talk about it, and then the wow. face he makes when he sees the little lotion, shampoo, conditioner bottles. Like, mm-hmm. I was thinking, like, is he gonna try? He hasn't tried lube, but I had no idea what he was actually <laughs> going to do. Yeah, no, it makes total sense in retrospect, but I was very confused too. I I just mm-hmm. love his droopy dog face. Like, it really I don't is. know something about like the structure of his face makes me. It's hang dog. You've got it. He's got yeah. the dro- resting droopy face. It's so good, so good. And, I, and like, I also love that Shauna is just like making the bed feel authentically fucked. She's like arranging the covers and then like stepped back and like, oh, the pillow needs to be a little bit more. Like, like, yeah, you have to. What's the thought process? Is she actually imagining herself being fucked by Randy and like going? Yeah, this like, is like you remember the scene in Boondog Saints where Willem Dafoe like walks into the crime scene, <laughs> and it's like spinning around, reenacting yeah. it. She, that's what uh-huh. she's doing. God, what music is playing in her head while this is happening? <laughs> uh, Yakety sax. <laughs> yeah, it's Vinnie Hill. It's for uh-huh. sure Vinnie Hill when you're with Randy. <laughs> Come on, Randog, you can do this. <laughs> All right, at night, uh, Nat finally breaks into Lottie's office and discovers a bunch of files on everyone in the compound. She rushes out, blows up Lottie's spot in front of everybody, but turns out they already know all that. They voluntarily gave all her uh, all their information and money and everything to her. And Lottie says they can figure out together what Travis's note means. Yeah, I um, it felt it felt bad because like this is Nat did she just shot she just jumped the gun, you know she found and mm-hmm. and and because she's so pinched about the keys and getting a chance like this whole episode she's been stymied like she almost snoops and then someone grabs her right there's like we haven't talked about yeah. the the mounting frustration, but she finds the first thing and then goes and angrily confronts her and of course like the group already knows that they've signed over all the things and they've given her all like it's like it just is a a, yeah. a nothing burger to them um and it's just like one of those clearest things of like and i wonder if it's a like, deliberate like what an out group criticism feels like to the in group where it's like they just so easily dismiss it like this is if you told this to anybody like someone that you trust has taken all of your money and entangled you financially and legally and you had no and 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 it would be like oh my god but these people like that's just their life man uh yeah and there are cults like this for sure i mean shit there's one in our neighborhood oh i know uh, we just found out about this this fucked up kind of sign away your life savings and have all these kind of so like i and then again it's like i'm still uh, i still don't know I don't I don't know what to think about Lottie. It's hard it's hard to it's hard to see the signing over your finances in perpetuity as anything but predatory. Yeah, and I I don't know cuz like so Lisa like I said earlier in this episode brings up the idea that you can't judge a person based on their past. And I think true. that's true to a degree, but 
there's a caveat that there's a, there's an additional statement that has to go along with that. You can't judge somebody based on their past unless they've given you reason to think that they haven't changed. Right. And I think that Lottie falls into that category. Whether she whether it's of her own volition or not, she has not changed. She's experiencing these visions. She's doing crazy things. She's just keeping all that hidden from her flock here. And I think, like, I, I'm on that side here. I, I think there's something going on with Lottie, whether it's her fault or not, um, that, yeah, these people should be aware of. Well, there's also all these rules for thee, not for me. They live in a commune. She gets right. privacy. They have to wear this mm-hmm. mismatched purple bullshit. She gets to wear these glorious yellow diaphanous robes to make her look amazing. Like, there is... And it's not like... Uh, well, the reason I'm not is because I'm not damaging you, but because she's she she kind of wears it on her sleeve. So it's like I, even though I was pretty high on Lottie, but just maybe it's just a rebound because I was so down on Lottie up to the season. But now it's like this when I was watching this episode, I'm like, there I don't know. There's there is some stuff that like it's hard to. But the other explanation is maybe Lottie is just kind of running a little scam cult, mm-hmm. but. Everything else is genuine. Like, you know, she had learned a couple things and she's turning a profit and maybe she thinks she's helping people and she probably is a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. But this is like this resurgence of the darkness is really blowing up her spot. And that's the genuine part of it. So, it, it, yeah, yeah, she's she's kind of scummy and unethical and evil, but not in like the baby sacrificing kind of way, just in like running a scam business kind of way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. Who knows? It's layers, lots of layers. All right, back to 96. Ty goes after Shauna um, out in the cold and tries to defend her prayer group, but Shauna is, I think, rightfully freaked out about having the baby and just wants Ty to have her back here. And she starts to go into labor, and a storm picks up at the exact same moment. Any connection? Did you think... So when I first watched this and I was looking at the actors faces when the wind hit them and I got the idea that they were being made physically ill, like it wasn't just Shauna going into labor, like it looked like that Ty was like retching and like about to throw up in her mouth. Like (laughs) it's because this came from the group toilet, this wind. (laughs) It's just reeks. It's a frozen shit wind blowing in (laughs) from the death of Chris. uh, No, well, like I was thinking of like it. Did it something stink of death or maybe, maybe, maybe there because I got the unmistakable, and I would love to hear people's feedback. Yellowjacketsaballboob.com. Did you get that idea too? That like Ty and Shauna were getting like because it's it's like you you notice Shauna because she's going into labor over it. But, like, it starts of, like, this kind of, like, retching, kind of, like, throwing up in your mouth kind of reaction. No, I didn't notice that. I just, I noticed the mo- more obvious thing. Mm. But it could also it's be, if, like, this is a bitter cold wind out of nowhere, and it just kind of, like, takes your face. It, it, it also could yeah. be that. So, I might be crazy. I might, I might, I might need convulsive electroshock therapy like Lottie. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see if anybody else noticed it in the feedback. Yeah. Uh, Misty climbs down to where Crystal fell and discovers that she is very dead. Misty seems like psych- fairly psychologically healthy. She just has got this weird kind of like, you know, mass, you know, serial killer bend to her. Uh-huh. Uh, but, you know, like she doesn't seem uh, super neurotic. She doesn't seem 
um like she's not having nightmares or like like having visual hallucinations like the other she seems pretty i guess i'm trying to say she seems rational except for mm-hmm. the killing yeah i i don't know if there is some dissociative thing going on but i i think that's a thing to keep your eye on for sure that was what is a gross scene though when she's trying to do cpr and crystal and it just makes her her corpse throw up blood and she, especially uh-huh. when she's doing it to she's doing it to to stay in alive to try you know because clearly she was taught that <laughs> and <laughs> with all these shit splats behind her I, yeah the 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 mm-hmm. why oh right and this is all happening in the the shit in, in the shit bucket uh, collection. yeah you gotta yeah. remember they're probably on a good foot deep oh, pile at least it's frozen shit yeah at least yeah, it's it frozen, frozen. Anyway, current day, uh, Sean and Randy leave the motel room and the cops move in to examine it. They discover that Randy filled the condom with a lotion, not spooge, as they call it. Uh, and they realize they've been made. It's not spooge, it's lotion. The cues is loose, baby. Like that. Oh, my God. This that, guy. Someone wrote that line into a word processor, leaned back and said, God damn, I nailed it. And they did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's. I- uh, I love Kevin just not being able to believe this guy. He's like, you want to go in and vet? Okay, all right. And this guy's going over and doing his forensic shit, and he goes <laughs> in the bathroom. like, ah, look here, the smoking gun. He grabs the condom. The uh-huh. look on Kevin's face when he goes and starts and sniffing like, it. and He's yeah. like holding it up and feeling the the, <laughs> the sack of... He's waiting he like Indiana Jones in the sack of sand. He's about ready to swap the idol out. Yeah. Letting a little bit of it uh, fall through his fingers, you know, it's, 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 yeah, like Kevin cannot fucking believe, but that's the thing is there is a flip switched in Kevin where like, regardless yeah. of what happens, there's no way anyone can tell Kevin that there, there's nothing hinky going on now. Cause who the fuck sure. tells their daughter to lie about your affair has the guy meet you there and fills the condom full of like that shows criminal intent, man. Yeah, it's too bad none of this is admissible in any way in a court of law. Um, but it's going to be a bone that is stuck in mm-hmm. the policeman's craw, and that's bad. That's historically bad for people in fiction. Yeah. No, you're right. Um, the other thing I think is hilarious about this scene is, okay, it's strawberry lotion in this condom, but but Matt puts it into Kevin's hand like, oh, well, it's strawberry lotion. No big deal. But this condom has still been all over Randy's dick. It's not it's not like this, this is true. isn't a used condom, right? This is true. I and didn't Kevin's even think just, like, of that standing aspect. there holding it. Plus, maybe he just uses condoms wrong. Maybe just like thinks that you got to, you know, you got to you got to got to get the lotion on the inside, you know? It's not just the outside. Like what? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, at what point? At what point? Mix and lube the spooge. Does 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 the strawberry? What the fuck? What are you going homeopathic with the spooge? Here? What I'm trying like, to say is, at what point do you mix spooge to strawberry lotion before the strawberry lotion becomes so much of the profile that you don't detect the spooge? And is yeah. Randy dumb enough to put that much strawberry lube on the inside of his condom because he thinks that's how? It feels good. I don't know. <laughs> you know what? I retract the question. Yeah. Yeah. The prosecution's going to rest on this one. Here's the thing. I don't know why Kevin is letting this guy run this investigation. He, he's he's just running roughshod all over Kevin, who's the more experienced detective. And he's he knows that none of this can be used. Why is he even letting Matt I don't pursue know. this stuff? I think there's a bit that Kevin knows he's compromised. 
knows who's compromised. The Kevin himself. Because he knows all He's these people, right? Oh. And this sure. is the new guy who doesn't have any connection. Like he's kind of, I, I think that's, that's what I've understood that he's given yeah, him a little procedure room. is procedure is procedure, man. I mean, you can't, because you're, you can't you're right. Get there away is, with anything he's doing here. Well, but I mean, that's what I'm saying. If you want to go fruits of a poisonous tree, I don't see how this investigation proceeds at all. Because everything that they're going to get is going to be argued. Like you're no way you would mm-hmm. have any of this. If you didn't have the seduction of the 16 year old. Right. Then and the right. illegal uh, search of a hotel room and like, yeah, like mm-hmm. they're uh, how the hell would they back? How how the hell would they build healthy roots to this poisonous tree? I, I don't I don't see how they can. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, well, we'll see, though. See yeah. if I try and back into that. All right. Ninety six again. Uh, Javi tells coach that his friend told him not to come back, but doesn't say who his friend is. Javi speaks. Uh, who's who's are these drawings? Are they Javi's or are these Travis's that I he's been making? No, I don't know. But they um, connect to like the the artificially or the strangely weirdly warm tree that we saw a couple of times before, right? Where the snow is all melted off. Yeah, there's it makes something me think like mo- think it's more than just Javi was had his butt seated on these roots and melted all the snow. Well, and there's something kind of like halfway between Giorgio O'Keefe and like H.R. Geiger yep. to this these drawings where it's like there's something mm-hmm. vaginal about the root complex and it's sustaining a, her, a human being. Uh, someone else, I, I noticed on Reddit um, did a side by side comparison of like you. So you, the coach Ben comes in there and he sees all the drawings on the floor and there's an insert of him picking one up. And some of the other pictures, there's one that bears a striking resemblance to a drawing that Sammy made of the the ba- the the evil, the like the big mm. black face with the glowing red eyes mm. uh, that some people think is the dark mother. There's like a version of that where it's the big face and the triangle kind of eyes, but it's not colored in. It's like a big white face with triangle shaped, like you know when I, when I'm I'm a triangle like you know like Spider Man, you know like like angry eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that kind of like like jack lantern eyes, like triangle type looking things. Um, sure. What do you think of that connection? I I really don't know. Like, there's so little to go on here. That yeah, I mean it. I, I definitely expect it to be some like version of whatever is going on with the girls was also affecting Javi, or maybe trying to protect him, or just you know in some way interacting with him. That makes a lot of sense. Is it driving you crazy that all of the shadow figures are different? Like, uh, Ty sees a, a, man, a boy with no eyes. Uh, Javi here says she, it's a friend, but it's not, mm-hmm. you know. Um, uh, a, a, a Lottie seeing an antler queen. It seems like they're 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 carefully constructing this because like the, the the one thing that I'm looking for genuine proof is a shared delusion, a genuinely shared delusion yeah. with no connections, and like they're denying that all these all these personifications of like these supernatural forces all seem distinctly physically physically distinct. Yeah, Travis or, or Lottie saw Laura Lee too. Um, who saw the man in the cabin? That was Jackie that as cool? she died. Jackie, okay. So that's another gap. Yeah, I ever see that fuckers turn up again. Something something's up. Uh huh. Yeah, I don't know why they're representing them all differently, but I definitely feel it could be one and the same. 
Uh, so Misty runs back into the cabin and lies about losing Crystal in the storm. Uh, Van realizes Ty hasn't come back yet, and they all go outside and start shouting their names. Lottie tries to use her powers of listening to lead Ty and Shauna back to the cabin. And I think it works. They turn off their targeting computers to use the force, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I thought it was funny slash tragic that, like... <laughs> <laughs> Misty runs back and oh my god I've lost Crystal she's gonna die out there and like the girls are like oh I guess we should find her and then uh, someone's like oh shit Ty and Shada and then the whole group is like running after them uh, and Chris and, and Misty's literally the only one calling for Crystal in the whole group yeah that's so fucking sad I mean they were they were weirdos together yeah yeah uh, I'm I'm wondering if there is some kind of like psychic link between the the characters here. You know, this goes into the supernatural for sure, but like it's it's interesting that they're saying the one thing from the prayer group when they're at the cabin, and then also Ty is out there with Shauna in the wilderness saying the same thing, and they do eventually make it back. There's no explicit connection to that's why they made it back. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe, we'll you know, this is to... just a chant that makes Ty feel comfortable in a terrible situation, but yeah. 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 I, could be I, it's, that's the thing. It's, it's all could be an explainable coincidence. It also could be a bit little, you know, like if you have practice listening and raising your awareness in this deep wood such that maybe you can tease out like a, a noise that you wouldn't be able to hear otherwise. And the, if you're both are doing mm-hmm. that, it could be that none of this is working and Ty just happened to set off in the right direction of the cabin because she's good with directions and she's a little bit of a like, yeah, it's it's a, it's another great yellow jackets <laughs> situation. Yep. We go back to current day where Ty is sleeping. So Van decides she's going to take some oxy. Uh, Dark Ty gets up and tells Van this isn't where we're supposed to be and then kind of walks away as if to lead her to where they are supposed to be. Uh, this oxycodone felt like an impulse thing to me. It doesn't feel like it's something she's chronically abusing. Is Did you get okay. that read too? Or... Um, no, in the context of the episode, I was thinking like, oh, well, she lied about this being her mother's, but it's possible to read it that way, I think. Um, that do, might even make some more sense. It's more evidence of like the coal theory of like, you know, Van has been kind of like, you know, she's not had a great life. It's been hard. You know, mm-hmm. there's been there's been sorrow and, and heart and uh, travails, but she's doing it. And then Ty shows up in a door and she starts using. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense, too. Especially when they make that same parallel between uh, Nat and Travis in the same episode. Is there any do you have any guesses as to where Ty is trying to lead them? Because I, I have one based on some of the stuff we talked about. So based on your, I don't know if this is your theory in particular, but the one that you talked about earlier, which is where like they're all kind of bad for each other. When they get together, mm. things are awful. I feel like the darkness might be trying to gather them. Mm-hmm. If you look at everything that's happened, right? Like people are gathering around the nexus of Lottie again. And so if Ty is, Dark Ty is coming out here to fetch Van to take her back to Lottie's B compound, that would make a lot of sense. That was my that's my exact thought. Yeah, okay. that if that the place we're supposed to be is Lottie's B compound. Yep, we'll see. All right, then Lottie helps Nat recall the last time she saw Travis alive. They were doing drugs, and Nat OD'd, and she says she felt the darkness and that they brought it back with them. And apparently, that's what 
Travis's note was confirming. And then Lottie sees the antler queen's shadow on the ground. I think what they're supposed to be showing here is some for- form of light slash eye movement therapy. And I'm not familiar. I've heard about this. A friend of mine was doing it, but there's this technique where a therapist will have you guide you through discussions of traumatic events and just your thoughts. And they'll have you do it like, and they'll be like, you know, look, look up to the top and right corner and now look to the left. And like, supposedly these combining this, these eye movements with this like guided, uh, uh, you know, these guided meditations are supposed to like, really affect people with PTSD in a, in a positive way. I, again, I don't know. This was my, I, I didn't do uh, get a chance to do some like research and they didn't mention like, it looks like a lot of what Lottie does is kind of like her own spin on genuine therapeutic techniques. But if anyone knows kind of like mm-hmm. what they're actually trying to get at here again, I'd love to know yellow jackets at bald move.com. Um, feels, it feels a lot like uh, it feels very akin to hypnosis as well, which is yeah. very, uh, problematic thing yeah Yeah. it it it, so hypnosis doesn't work on everybody and it tends to not work on skeptics most of all because you have to be kind of open to a hypnosis for it to work because i think the main reason is that hypnosis is sort of a power of suggestion type thing where yeah the memories the quote-unquote memories that you are experiencing under hypnosis may or may not actually be real they may mm-hmm. or may not be guided by the hypnotizer themselves yeah it's a it's so a they're very unreliable session. you know like the hypno hip hip the hypnosis is pretending that they're under the person's control and uh-huh. the hypnoser is pretending that they have to control and it's as long as they're they're going about it and uh they're but but yeah, it's always been my understanding like hypnosis as it's depicted, like you know you're getting sleepy and you're gonna bark. Like that doesn't like it's all power of suggestion and groupthink and yeah. people wanting to be wanting to play along with a bit, um, right? And yeah. and then kind of making things up for these repressed memories, you know? Um, yeah, that's the real danger is that like you can take this role playing session and come out the other end and then like oh my god, you know. Look at all these right. things we uncovered when that's not that's not a fair way to characterize the discoveries you're making. Yeah. So all that is to say, I don't know how they're going to use it in this show. If this is going to be genuine, it seems like it. It seems like this mm-hmm. is just played on the face of it. But I would keep my eye open for this to not actually be true. Does this change anything that we know about the Lottie Nat? statements about Travis's death. Um I don't think so. It did we know that that Nat making the prox the, the proclamation that the darkness followed us back that that happened in conjunction with the like like literally it's the first thing she said waking up from her near death experience. No, I think we're finding that out now because this makes a lot more sense of why travis mm-hmm. would be so you know gung-ho to try to kill himself because he's trying to reconnect as the same way yeah okay i thought that was like yeah, one I, piece i still feel like there are missing pieces you know having to like touch the darkness in order to to understand it and confront it and that stuff is still like okay how do they come to that conclusion but we're getting closer i got a little nervous that we are going for some kind of like afterlife 
sort of thing because Nat's vision's all about none of them made it. Like she sees like yeah. the Antler Queen's walking down the aisle. Every corpse is a burnt, charred cinder. The plane's on fire. No one survived. Mm-hmm. Are we dealing with some kind of purgatory situation where all of the present day is a morality play to see which of these girls should get a shot at some kind of redemption and which shouldn't? I would caution any writer who plans <laughs> on writing a story like that to go watch Lost and then learn some lessons from that. If they're doing that here, I feel like they learned no lessons from watching Lost. A lot of they're people just love, trying to emulate Lost. A lot of people love Lost with no notes. I'm not one of those people. And so even I if you did, I can't put myself in that did, headspace. Can you imagine Lost taking place exactly as it did now, like on HBO, as a golden, like, no, yeah, right? It's a completely different medium. Show. You're not going to do 24 episodes a year for seven fucking mm-hmm. seasons, right? So, like, things would have to be changed. Things would have to be, it'd probably be a little bit tighter of a narrative, right? So, like, yeah, I, I agree. Mm-hmm. Even if you loved Lost, I would not want to see Lost done again. Sure. I, wa- I would want to see Lost 2.0. And that's what I'm and hoping. And especially this like thing a purgatory is. thing. Like I don't. Yeah. Is that what? Because I, I don't quibble over like the actual ending of Lost. Because um, that's but... the thing. Is like I don't like understand. I I bailed on a series. and I've read a couple of think pieces about it, and I don't. I I bailed so early that I don't know enough to know what the fuck these think pieces are even talking about. Because like. Uh, yeah, I understand that there is a little bit of a divide about like is is the purgatory heaven type. Is that like our too neat of a is that even the true understanding i don't know but yeah see i didn't watch the last half of the last season either i fell off it at that point because it was getting into that weird spiritual like limbo sort of experience and i was like "Ah, i'm not really as into this as i was when it was fucking time travel and weird people on an island uh, but the ending was, I think, regardless of whether you love it or hate it or whatever, like, I do think it's one of those things where it's very divisive. So, like, sure. I don't and know why you would was want... Great. I, yeah. I loved most of those seasons, so... But why you would want to set to continue to, to make a divisive show. Sure. And that's different, like, because, like, The Leftovers ends in a way that could have been divisive. You could have... I could easily mm-hmm. see that fan base dividing into, like, several camps and insisting that they're right. But, like... For whatever reason, that show didn't engender that kind of response for the vast majority of people. Right. You know, so like I would want to like set for something that's like, you know, maybe people argue about the nature of the reality of the show. But like it shouldn't be like a divisive, like half the people think it's hate and it's a waste of time and half the people think it's, you know, it's great spiritual experience. So, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, they are keeping it ambiguous in this scene, even in the stuff that Nat says she's talking about some darkness being out there. Um well, with and us even, or in us, you know, yes. she doesn't quite put her finger on it. So. There, and that, that's like, and the way she said it's in us, it's like, oh, it's like something that we brought out there. So it's like, sure. it's not even, yeah. they're not even saying that there was a darkness that they met out there or they brought the darkness and it came, it's very slippery, very slippery, yep. which again, I love. Yeah, I, I'm sure I will love it to a point, uh, but I'm not at that point yet. And, uh, um, I don't know. I thought it's good. It's great when like Nat turned into her young self, put her put her head in Lottie's lap, and then Lottie hears the Antler Queen and looks down at her shadow and sees that she has become the Antler Queen once more. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> uh, then real quickly, Misty pretends to want to join Lottie's cult. 
to get admittance. And this uh, a showcase for her not being a great actor. This is a terrible mm-hmm. performance. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's bad. And then we go back to 1996 where Ty and Shauna make it back to the cabin, but Shauna is in severe labor pains at this point. We play Mother by Danzig, mm-hmm. of course. And I love that. Like, are you in labor? And as Shauna screams and responds, it's... <laughs> yeah. It's really fucking Yellow Jackets. Um, Jim, did you yeah. know that there is no Yellow Jackets this, this weekend? That's what I heard. I'm a little dismayed because that kind of fucks up our whole schedule. Mm, we'll have to figure something out. I think, I think we can we'll figure see. something out. But yeah, I was planning on taking vacation that would have been the week after uh, Yellow Jackets wraps up. And I don't know what I'm going to do now. Um, but yeah, as far as I can tell, this is a legit thing. I don't know. I don't know why. Right. Uh, Yellow. Is it Mother's Day weekend? It's not. It can't be. Um, <laughs> out of respect for mothers, they don't want to have Shauna give birth. <laughs> On Mother's Day? No, it can't be Mother's Day. Well, if the, if the baby's going to slide right into a crockpot, you can see fair why fair. the showrunners would be a little <laughs> bit, a little bit leery about that. Uh huh. Um, yeah. So we won't be back until May fifth, I think, is the plan. Again, I I don't I don't know why I don't know why this is happening, but it is. Um, maybe maybe they're doing it to land on Mother's Day because I think episode seven would land on mother's day are they going to go away from the birth for an entire week that can't be right uh but it gives us a new unique opportunity uh to do a, a catch-up mailbag uh because again we've gone True. almost two hours on the, the main show itself and we're not gonna have time to consider feedback uh but yeah we're we'll we'll have a feedback episode between now and the next new episode uh, to round up all your thoughts and feelings and your experiences with rapid eye movement therapy and light light directional therapy and uh, in anything else you want to talk about. Uh, is the baby going to slide right into the a crock pot? Uh, are we still thinking Lisa's the wilderness baby? Will there be a, just, a wilderness she's baby? She's just have it right off the edge of that cliff. <laughs> slide into the shit. What is this, righteous gemstones? <laughs> yeah, toilet baby. You're going to have an outhouse baby? No, <laughs> yeah. you can't do that. You can't do that. Uh, anyway, Yellow Jackets at BaldMove.com if you would like to send us feedback about this uh, very engrossing, probably silly show. Yellow Jackets at BaldMove.com. Follow along all the things we're doing uh, that's not Yellow Jackets because we're in a kind of a transition period uh, before the, the summer s- schedule starts. Twitter.com slash BaldMove. You want to check that out. And yeah, if you'd like to support us, catch up on all that premium audio that you've been missing get ad free feeds etc support.baldmove.com is where you want to check out that stuff uh that'll do it for this week jim uh we'll be back for a feedback episode at some point and then episode six after the brief one week hiatus until then i'm your host aaron and i'm jim see ya